Hey folks, it's part 5 of how to grow a whole family and I've been taking my time on this one because it's about margin and I wouldn't want to rush that one now, would I? Not that long ago I was at a stoplight and there was a Dodge Challenger an orange sports car that pulled up behind me and I didn't see the light turn green for like 3 to 5 seconds, I don't know, which is an eternity in stoplight hours and so whenever the light turns green uh, he's honking at me already and I turn left and he pulls up behind me and there's another light because we're at an overpass and he can't get around me and I can see him in my rearview mirror and he's got some not really happy looks on his face and so the light turns green this time and I take off and he peels out goes around me goes into the turning lane against oncoming traffic tells me that I'm number one as he's passing by and then just zooms on in and leads me in his dust and I had a moment like of clarity and peace where I was just kind of zoomed out and it hit me like what kind of a world have we created where we aren't free to waste three to five seconds a world like that would be like a world where you felt like you could not fail a world like that would be a world where you felt like there was no room for error where you felt like you were just like an inch away all the time from really just messing it all up a world like that would be a world where you felt like there was no margin and and that could be a really really bad place to be um, so I, I want to talk about this to grow a whole family everybody in the room ideally needs to have margin for every form of power that they have and when you have that a family can grow so like when a workplace or a household or a sports team or a church is not growing or not healthy there is a power loss happening somewhere someone is without margin somewhere perhaps lots of people are without margin in that room. So this term, uh, as far as I can tell, is popularized by Richard Swinson, who literally wrote the book on it. And it's gotten quite a bit of, of use because it's a really helpful metaphor. And what I want to do today is give you my definition of margin and tell you four things about it. And then in the second half, I want to tell you like how margin functions in our relationships. And then I want to close out with some practical like takeaways and suggestions. So one, I want to tell you what my definition of margin is. It's like overflowing undesignated power so if you listen to the power episode margin is the extra power that somebody has that's being unused it is unrealized undesignated potential energy to do something so uh, there are lots of different forms of power so time is power so the, the the Dodge Challenger guy apparently needed a little bit more of this was low on margin there uh, energy is power Money is obviously power. Network connections are powerful. If you have like a good network of people, then you don't all, always need that much of the other forms of power because you're connected to it all around. Order is power. So like if your house is in order, you have potential energy to use it for your purposes. But if it's a mess, then you've exhausted that. Now you have to clean it up to use it again. Uh, health is power. Uh, positive emotions and, and energy and joy th that comes from within, that's power. And then we have like this, underneath it all, a 
spirit or a soul. I mean, we grasp for, for names to, uh, as to what to call this, but it's this spirit of self-worth and humanity that's deep within every one of us that's built on connection power. It's that feeling that you're a human and that you matter and that you have a purpose in this world. And we most definitely need to have margin here more than anywhere. So having margin would be like I have extra time on my calendar with nothing planned and extra energy to do something even whenever I have cleared space and I have nothing to do. Extra battery life on your phone. Extra money in the bank that's not earmarked for some specific purpose. Extra network connections in case things go wrong and, and you need some help. Maybe you need a job and you'll have options. Extra order in the house and spare dishes to serve people with even when you don't have somebody coming over and an empty laundry hamper to throw the towel into. Uh, cabinets are not crammed full. You have extra space that's not being used. Those are the things that I mean when I say margin. And if you have margin in your soul or in your spirit deep down inside, then you can take a few extra mean comments and hits and pressure without totally buckling. So, um, it's what you have above and beyond what you plan on needing to survive. And there's some mental tricks that go along with this. So to be clear, like you could get a $50,000 raise next year. And if all of a sudden you plan on starting to take a $50,000 vacation every year from now, your brain does this little trick where it allocates the money and you go back to square one where you feel like you don't have any extra money anymore because, well, taking that vacay is what we do. So that's not margin. Margin is whenever it's unplanned and you just have open space that allows for flexibility for that money or that time or that energy. I used to be a college professor. Every professor knows the dismissal time conundrum. If you if you let people out early, they quit appreciating it and they start expecting it after a couple of weeks. And you know this if you've been a student too. Like you'll start making plans with your extra time and then one night whenever we need to go the full time, then I'll try to plan a week where we go the full time and then the students will get mad at you like how oh, how dare he expect us to go the whole time and then if if you if the students build up this habit they just plan stuff in to do and then they don't have any free time and they're just as stressed out as from the very beginning but there's a lot of joy in that one night toward the end whenever you let the students go unexpectedly early and they have an extra hour or two and everybody just erupts with celebration like Ah, margin, because they hadn't planned on it. And get this, their present self gets to choose in the moment. They, they have power in the present because they have all of the flexibility of getting to say right then and there what they want to do with their extra margin. Um, okay, so the second thing I want to say about margin is that margin is interconnected because all of our forms of power are interconnected somehow. So if we are running low on time, and I, I bet we'll start running low on money as well, or we'll spend money to get back some of that time. Uh, we may eat out or something like that. Uh, I'll bet it also affects our energy level. I bet it bleeds over too into our networks. And I bet it also could inhibit your ability to learn if you're running in the red in one of these areas, right? Now, it can be bad and unhealthy if one person is running in the red in several places, but what about when a whole family is? or a whole office, or maybe two or three people in that room. 
What, what about in a whole church or, or both of you in a marriage? Like this can have ripple effects. It might look like this. Um, hey, can, can you pick up the kids today instead of me? Like, hey, I'm late on that report. Hey, I'm sick today and I can't come in, which is actually partly due to the fact that I'm overwhelmed. And you see how all of it runs together. We need each other. We depend on each other. And we're living together, operating in the same system or in the same family. And it has ripple effects every time we are low or running in the red. And often we don't even realize how much we're affecting the others, but they want to make sure that we're not running in the red. Um, when I quit my job, I did away with about 50 hours a week. <laughs> and it was like I still had a full-time job. So you retired people, you know what I'm talking about, right? It's as if everybody else is waiting to rush in and grab some of your extra time because there are so many people around us that are overloaded and then you're, you're dealing with all the things that like oh, I've always wanted to do this and I've always wanted to do this so I spent a lot of this summer figuring that out that there are so many needs my own and the people around who all of a sudden there's an extra warm human body that can fill those mom and dads need dates away from their kids older folks need a friend kids need mentors people need a ride to the grocery store people need their bills paid there are people in over their heads financially all around us and especially with their time and it can be like a sponge that just sucks all of one person's entire time away from them so like in my old workplaces, it was sort of like this. It may be like this in your workplace. If there's somebody sitting around that doesn't have enough to do, what do we do? We're like, oh, wait, wait just a second. Uh, we had this social worker lady who had some extra free time on her hands and she ended up being basically like an office secretary. We're like, no, 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 there's somebody there with extra margin. And when we're all connected, this can be a really good thing. Because you can trade like one, uh, one, one type of power for another, even across people, if you're deficient. And so, like, if you are deficient in multiple forms of power, you're low on order. You can hire a housekeeper to help get that done. If you're low on money, you could sell something that you own, or you could work more. But if your wife is low on energy, you can give her yours by taking the kids and letting her sleep. And if you're low on time, maybe you can find something on the calendar that you can hire done. And maybe if you have a friend that could do it for you, you could pay them and do a little energy exchange there. And so like that is so, so useful. But what I'm finding more and more is that so many of us are low on multiple forms of power. We're low on time, low on energy, low on money. And whenever we find that over and over again, and we're like, how does this keep happening that I don't have enough of anything? And I'm going to suggest that maybe it's because our connection tank is low underneath it. You start to ask yourself the hard questions like, why am I doing this? Like, you don't have to do this anymore. You don't have to continue to live in this place or work this job or whatever. You, you may be fundamentally running the rat race and exhausted, because you lack human connection and underneath everything if you really dig you just want to be recognized and feel like you're making a difference in the world feel like you matter and have a purpose and that you're valued and that people know your name and your story your connection tank is low your self-worth is taking a hit you you when, you when you do that you may buy into some beliefs or about yourself that aren't true and you're trying to do all of these other things just to buy back some of that connection that's absent but here's the thing 
Connection is really funny because it's the most valuable form of power. Like in the other episode, I compared it to the vibranium from the Black Panther. You know, it's it's this stuff that's so powerful that if you feel like you need uh, connection or if you feel like you have connection and support, that's really all that you need. But um, if if you're trying to buy it with other things, that can be really tricky because it's really, really expensive. So if you want to talk priorities, whatever you do, you should trade anything else for connecting power. It will always have the highest exchange rate among all the forms of power. Like use your network connections, use your money, uh, use whatever you have to do to buy some human interaction and connection that will actually build up that self-worth tank. Because that's where it comes from, from connecting with other humans and being recognized and being valued. Uh, use whatever you have to because um, this is worth more than anything else. And so money often gets pursued above everything else, but money is really cheap. Like if these were all the forms of power were all like currencies to be traded, money has a very low exchange rate. It's why we're willing to pay so much for a doctor's visit, and it's why we're willing to pay several dollars just to save like a minute on the toll road. It's why we will pay so many people to do to, to do so many things for us just to make us feel a little better or save a little bit of time. Like, Make sure if you have any bank account that's in the black that it's your connection tank. And often what we'll see as we look around is we're confused. We'll, we'll usually, uh, often we'll trade away our self-worth for jobs and money and cheap entertainment. We don't even realize that we're doing it, but we're actually digging that, that one. We're spinning out of that tank just like continually over and over and over again. And then one day we're like, this, this is like a repeating cycle. Uh, you may be spinning out, out of that tank just to get somebody to like you. You may be giving up some of yourself, some of your identity, just to get other people to give you a thumbs up or whatever. And by the way, if, you, if you're going after like Instagram likes, that's not actually putting anything into your connection account because social media is, is a little bit of uh, an oxymoron. Science is pretty clear that the more you're on social media, the more you're depressed, uh, the more depressed that you're likely to be. Okay. All right. Uh, number three, I want to say this. Margin seems inefficient. In fact, efficiency, as we think about efficiency, it's often looked at as like efficiency is when we squeeze out margin. And so we go around looking. We hire sometimes people for our corporations to look at all of the places they can squeeze out margin. So like if uh, if you've ever paid attention to Dave Ramsey, he's like a personal financial planner. We've done some Dave Ramsey stuff a little bit. And he recommends a zero-based budget, like uh, making sure that every dollar that you have is accounted for because you You'll waste the extra. So take all of the margin out of that. And I actually agree with that with a little asterisk on it. I would say plan on spending more than you're actually going to need to spend for each category and then maybe have an extra margin category so that you can make decisions on the fly and plan on the margin being more than you think it's going to need to be. And so what this means is you're like, well, Seth, I don't have extra money in my budget. But what I'm trying to say here is that we may have to make hard choices as to what to cut, but margin is something you should never cut. It's so important that you need to pretend like it's like one of the most important things on your budget. Cut the hard stuff out, the stuff where you're like, oh man, this or this has to go. If you have to downgrade your car or your house, cool. That's better than cutting out margin. You have to have some extra to keep yourself healthy. So like with your 
schedule, it's better to not do most things and to just say, you know what, I just have to say no to that person. I just have to say no to that event than to try to squeeze it into your buffer time. Um, you may realize that whenever you do this, you actually like living a simpler life. I remember the first time whenever I was 24, I came to the realization that I needed more sleep and I needed to go to bed earlier. So I started, decided to start going to bed. I don't, I don't know what got into me. I, maybe I heard some sermon or something like that, but I, I decided to start going to bed at like 8.30. Now this is pre-kids, so I don't do this anymore to be clear. I wish I did. And all of a sudden, I realized, whoa, this sounded so depressing like it was going to be a chore, but what if I get to do this? Like I had never thought about that before. What if this is fun? Like what if I get to be lazy as I would have thought but by crawling in bed at like 9 o'clock? And what if we enjoyed what we already had without feeling like we had to press to do more and to get more done all the time? How many of us would feel more human if we got plenty of sleep and we weren't rushed on each end? Um, I'm noticing that they have like five-hour energy bottles are right next to the Z-Quill at my pharmacy. And there are some of us that take both. One to get the buzz to make it through the day and the other to calm us down because we're still buzzing from the day. And we're trying to squeeze in sleep. But sleep has to have some margin on each end of it. Now... Let's be clear again. This seems efficient to be const, uh, to be constantly buzzing, and it seems like having margin would be inefficient. It seems like we should budget and spend every dollar to plan perfection, to plan every hour of the week. But actually, you know, like running so close on all these things that cause accidents on the highway, causes overdraft fees at the bank. It causes like overheating from stress can cause all kinds of relationship issues that have ripple effects and end up squeezing some of your time and energy and, and money back that you weren't realizing that it was going to affect. We got to have some margin. Um, efficiency squeezes out margin if you think that margin isn't important. But the key isn't to be inefficient. The key is to factor in planned margin for every form of power that you have and you'll actually be more efficient with the rest. So um, go to your workplace because um, this is the source of so much of our stress. Let's call a spade a spade. We spend 40 to 80 hours a week at a job and our jobs often think of margin as the enemy. Uh, corporate world is the most efficient it has ever been. The corporate driven, uh, market driven economy is overall incredibly efficient, but it's getting to be less so because we have sort of reached like a peak of human performance at some level, and so many places are breaking down in inefficiency, and we're causing lots and lots of cyclical. Um, unintended consequences to happen around us in society. A study from Stanford says that once you work over 55 hours a week, every extra hour you work is actually worth nothing in terms of business. So a 70-hour worker produces nothing more than a 55-hour worker. Sometimes we have to say this human is maxed out and this human, for all intents and purposes, can't really do a whole lot more. Now, uh, there are limits on our humanity. So we have to always plan in to, ha to, to just be enough and to have some, some margin and to be okay with that and to have some peace at that. I have a friend in construction 
who makes bids on commercial jobs and his policy is to always bid in like a 20% profit which in his world is pretty high and he gets a lot of flack for being so expensive uh, but if you've ever done construction you ever done a remodel job you know the costs are coming at you and this guy said something he said I don't apologize for making a profit now this was a wise man he's like in, in my world you almost have to apologize to people to make uh, for, for making money for yourself. But guess what? His employees were happy because he could pay them what they were worth. His subcontractors liked him because he didn't try to haggle them down like after the job got going. And his family, he wasn't stressed and his kids and his wife had freedom and space to live and be be free and be, be people with some margin in their life and it wasn't a hostile environment in his house. There was a local stadium that was being built that was into the hundreds of millions uh, budget-wise and we were talking about that stadium and he said that you know the big jobs like that in the construction world at the time the norm was to bid it up to 10% under cost and then once you have that giant job and you get to slap your name on it and say we well, got this job then you turn around and you try to haggle and beat it out of your subcontractors and cut corners just to get the job one big job like that can have ripple effects to thousands of families and people all around who are all connected to that and so be very very careful whenever we try to squeeze a little extra in how often do you do that with your resources we we tell somebody I'll be there at 11 and if you look at all the things that you have to do between now and 11 ain't no way you're gonna be able to make that meeting on time you tell somebody you're gonna eat dinner with them you're gonna sponsor that event there's no way that you have it in the budget and you're just like well I'll just take it out of XYZ and honestly maybe you should do that sometimes but if you look at your life as a whole and you zoom out and you have to ask yourself is there extra margin in the big picture because margin is what sets you free to be human and to live in that space which brings me to number four margin is necessary negative space so like if you listen to the food episode number one I think uh, it's the unseen that's being crowded out in our culture by the seen it's the unseen things that are being crowded out um, it is something we should protect margin because it's something it's just an unseen something now there's a fallacy out there that the that we only need margin so that we can use it but that's not the case it's not just there to be used it's there to be there um, it's sort of a negative space one of my favorite speakers talks about negative space in architectural design so if you have two columns on a building and then there's the space in between them it's called negative space and it's intentionally planned out to be there and this works in art too I'm not um, I, it's what I understand it's like a, you create a nothingness or a void there but you do it on purpose it's something it's like an invitation to be filled so important we need margin because there's an invitation in it to use a negative space that isn't being used it's like an open ballroom floor waiting on you to dance there 
It, it's this is where the magic happens. It's that extra time after school with a family and nothing is planned. You don't have soccer practice planned. You don't even have like we're going to go jump on the trampoline plan. You get home and then you get to decide then. It's the open weekend on the calendar. It's the extra $100 in the budget that you plan on not spending until the moment hits you and you just have the joy of spending it without guilt. And maybe you see the waitress that needs like some help and you just slip her $100 tip or whatever. It's the clean room that's just clean for no reason so that in the moment one day you can walk in it after work and you have a headache and you throw your shoes on the middle of the floor because you're not causing a catastrophe of order by doing that. You had extra it's like having friends that you haven't let your kids ask to buy something from their school fundraiser, you know, so that one day they may, you may actually ask them for something when you need it. But you don't just have it to fill it. You always leave some extra at the end of the day. Never fill the whole thing up. The ancient Jewish culture uh, had a tradition called Sabbath. And it's it was really funny growing up. I didn't understand it because there's all these commands to not work on Saturdays. And I'm like, what kind of command is that? I don't want to work. But you ever want to mess with a couple of adults, especially adults who find their identity in work, tell them that they can't work for a day. And then start telling them, no, you can't even get that done for the day. You you can't work around your house. You're just you just need to sit back and relax. Like you know how much kickback you get from that sometimes. But Sabbath was like a negative space on our calendar because we were inevitably going to do something that day. That's not the point. The point isn't do nothing. It's not sleep on the couch all day. We're inevitably going to do something, but it's to not feel the need to produce or work or do anything that's going to like feed into your productive life. It's not going to like do something so that you can be known by what you do. This is a day that you just get to be human. Enjoy the rest. Watch football. Have a party. I was I heard it described as a celebration of what you've done the first six days. Don't plan ahead what you're going to do. You may wake up that day and you may not feel like doing anything, but if you've planned it ahead, then you're like, oh, I've got to do this thing. Or you may wake up and you may want to go do something on a whim. You may think, hey, I feel like being outside today. So let your present self decide on that day. The negative space is going to get filled with something, but leave it negative. Because our negative spaces always get filled, right? And then that's one of the things about all of this is like, don't you always spend the extra $100 on something? We have an extra room in our house, and it's actually really big, but it's in a weird place, so we never figured out how to use it, so it's like our running joke of a room. But without fail, man, we just don't realize how crazy our life can be sometimes. We'll put junk in it temporarily because we're busy, and it's without fail, like whenever we clean it up and we get the junk to wherever it needs to go, hauled off or put in another room or stored away or whatever, then some other form of junk lands in the room. And we're like, man, it's a good thing we have this room. We just did a retreat and I'm I'm about to clean it all up. I've got it almost moved out. And I can just imagine as soon as I get it moved out, something else is going to happen and we're going to need to store that again. But we don't want to fill it completely up. So this happens to our calendar, it happens to our budget, it happens to our energy, it happens to our schedule. It's what happens to our friendships. It just happens in life. All right. Um, now you you want to fight to keep something available at all times because this is where the magic happens. If the dance floor is completely crowded 
with people and there's no more room on the dance floor you're squeezing out life you can have a ten thousand dollar a month giving budget and be the most awesome giver in the world but if you spent all of your giving money so that you were so poor that you couldn't help a friend with a flat tire on a Thursday afternoon then you're robbing yourself of giving in the present moment you're saying you know what that dance floor that I built is totally full and there's no more space for me to dance so always leave the space because if you fill all the negative space it wouldn't be negative space anymore you don't just need margin to use it you need margin so that you can always know that you can be human in the moment that you have unrealized potential energy still left because we're like plants and we always need space to grow and our souls need it we need margin because we're not robots and our biology would rebel